This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini-sode. We read you your stories. You sent them to us. What <laughs> choice do we have? <laughs> what else are we going to do with them? Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. This one's called Freak of Nature Literally. Oh. Howdy, y'all from Iowa. Not only am I going to give you a freak nature story, but a freak nature spirit story, question mark. In the spring of 2019, my aunt passed away from ALS. She moved into my family's house and my mom, a nurse practitioner, took care of her until the end. My aunt was my rock star, my idol, and someone I will endlessly look up to. She was such a force, I could go on forever. A month after her passing, I was back home visiting family when my dad suggested my boyfriend and I take a break and go kayaking. It had rained pretty hard the night before, but the river wasn't too high and appeared to be calm. We went to the local riverbank where many people inserted their kayaks and canoes. My dad helped us load into each of our kayaks near a dam. My boyfriend went in first and disappeared around a bend. As I was loading in, my dad noticed my life jacket wasn't properly clicked in. It was just hanging around my neck. As he was yelling to click in my life jacket and I was looking back at him to see what he was yelling about, I didn't notice the fallen tree on the river that was acting as a vortex and sucking everything underneath it. Holy shit. I know. I got sucked in and my life jacket slid off. I remember this moment very vividly because suddenly everything went to slow motion and I was very calm. And then I heard my aunt tell me to grab her arm. I grabbed her arm and was pulled out. Yes, I was literally pulled out from under a tree in a rapid river. Ooh. My dad thought I was still stuck underwater and was running up and down the riverbank looking for me. I'll never forget the look on his face when he saw me alive. My boyfriend kept kayaking. <laughs> Just thought I'd clumsily tipped over and I'd catch up later. Yep. We broke up three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stay sexy, donate to your local ALS chapter, and buckle up your fucking life jacket, AGB. So a ghost aunt rescued her from under a tree. Mm-hmm. From drowning. And her real-life boyfriend was <laughs> fucking a quarter a mile up the river. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thank God that didn't end of like, and he became my husband. Right. Whew. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was a strong kickoff. I have a similar strong kickoff. Okay. I won't read you the separate line because it gives it away. Greetings to the MFM Ohana. I've been an avid listener of the podcast for years, but I've been putting off sending in my hometown murder. Now my hometown of Lahaina has been swept into (gasps) ashes, and I found myself reminiscing about this old story that used to frighten me. One day, Chief Kakea, forgive me if that's incorrect, but it's two A's at the beginning, so it seems like Kakea, 
is said to have suspected his wife, a princess, of having an extramarital affair. After a fit of uncontrollable fury, the princess and her loyal maid fled to the treacherous sea caves hidden amidst the eerie black sand beach. They concealed themselves in the depths of the mysterious cave, perched upon a narrow ledge while the maid fanned the princess with a feather symbolic of royalty. While searching for the princess, the chief caught a glimpse of the reflection of the feather and followed this elusive clue to their hiding place. As the punishment for her alleged infidelity, he killed them right there on the spot. Once a year, tiny shrimp appear in that pool, turning the water red. Some say it's a reminder of the blood of the slain princess. Scientists just call it biology. Mahalo for letting me share the story and love to the islands right now. Kano Ilani. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, I love a legend. Send us your hometown legends. I mean. Right? Yes. That was amazing. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Georgia, is there anything scarier than trying to log into an account and it tells you that your password is incorrect. And then you try again and it's the same thing. And after a few more failed attempts, big red letters appear saying you've been locked out and your account is suspended. That happens to me all the time, Karen. But scary password stories can have happy endings if you give 1Password a try. 1Password is a user-friendly password management system. It's trusted by consumers, families, small businesses, and large-scale enterprises. If you're tired of being the family member everyone texts for a streaming login or the unofficial keeper of all those shared work credentials, it's time for you to pass the torch to 1Password. They allow for secure login sharing. With 1Password, you can securely store more than just passwords, autofill everything from usernames to payments details and personal info. They'll also notify you about potential data breaches. 1Password saves everyone time. And in many cases, that save time equals money saved. The accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. I mean, you should, but don't just do that. The Associated Press uses 1Password to secure their sensitive information in high-risk areas. Right now, our listeners can get a two-week free trial at onepasswordcom MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash MFM. OnePassword.com slash MFM. Goodbye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Okay. This one's called, eh, I'm not going to read you the title. Okay. Hello, all. Let's get right into it. I grew up in Plainfield, New Jersey, a beautiful town that benefited from an influx of wealth in the late 1800s and early 1900s from rich New Yorkers looking to move to the suburbs. This all changed after the Plainfield Rebellion in 1967, a civil disturbance associated with the growing discontent of the African-American citizens of the town. White occupants left Plainfield in large numbers, leaving behind their Victorian and Tudor-style mansions. While I was not fortunate enough to grow up in such a mansion, I got to see many of them as my mother drove me to school each morning. There was one particularly large mansion on a corner we often passed. For years, my mother would remark what a beautiful house it was and how it was still for sale. Every now and then, she would update me that the sellers had lowered the price, saying 
Just $350,000 for such a large, beautiful home. Don't you kids want to live there? Well, the thought of not having to share one bathroom with my entire family was appealing. (laughs) Something about the house gave me the creeps. Eventually, I asked my mother why she and my father weren't putting in an offer on the house if she liked it so much. She calmly responded, oh, because of the murder. No one's going to buy that place. I'm waiting for the price to come down. Murder, I inquired. Yeah, she said. The woman who lived there got murdered by her son-in-law. He chopped off her hands in the bedroom. Oh, my God. Wondering if this was going to be my new bedroom, I found a few old articles detailing the murder. In 1992, Mary Mason, then 74 years old, was strangled by her son-in-law, Mark Masters. Mary, a widow, had originally purchased the home and lived there with her daughter, Minka, who was also a widow, and her granddaughter. They renovated the space and would rent it out for weddings and other events. The details are not completely clear, but from what I can gather, Mark was hired as a handyman for the home and married Minka, the daughter. One day when Minka was home and her daughter was at a friend's house, Mark strangled Mary for unclear reasons, claiming it was an accident and threatened Minka with a gun asking for her assistance hiding the body of her mother, dude. An axe was found near Mary's body with both her hands severed. Minka called the police. An 18-hour standoff with a SWAT team ensued involving Mark firing multiple shots at the officers and the use of two smoke bombs to flush Mark out of the home. Close to being apprehended, Mark shot himself in the chest and survived. He would eventually confess to the murder and be sentenced to prison with a chance of parole after 15 years. He was found dead in prison after an apparent suicide and after recanting his confession. Numerous rumors have swirled around our town about his suspicious death and that the circumstances behind Mary's death might involve other family members. I guess we will never know. Anyway, my parents never bought the house and I never got my second bathroom. I can only imagine how spooky it would be to live there. And I no longer need to wonder where my true crime obsession comes from. Your podcast has meant the world to me. Thank you so much for tackling such difficult topics with thoughtfulness and humor. I also appreciate your continued conversation about the importance of mental health. Stay sexy and wait for the mortgage rates to drop. Regards, Hannibal, he, him. I mean, as opposed to like your old-fashioned like Victorian ghost, Mm -hmm. that's such a terrible, yeah, like terrible scenario, terrible situation. It's like torture and murder. Totally. Just horrible. You don't want any part of that. I can't imagine, yeah, moving into a place like that. That's rough. And there are people, I think, it happens more than people would probably even want to admit. What, that they move into a murder house? They would move into a house for the price and be like, we're not dealing with that part of it. And maybe yeah. the, and nothing ever comes of it. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> the subject line of this email is, God gives his biggest Wendy's to his most fucked up cult followers. <laughs> Good day, Karen and Georgia. I'm writing this in between classes instead of doing my urgent homework because priorities are not my strong suit. Mm. I've been meaning to write this because I've been thinking you'll love it. Cults and water parks and a big ass Wendy's all included. So my family moved to my hometown when I was three and I was raised there and stayed in the same house until I moved for college. My housing division got bigger over time, but one thing never changed. The fucking cult out back. What? So sort of on the way out of the division, through the back, current day, you will see a big empty hotel tower and a bunch of secretive buildings and sort of setback housing units. And what this is, is the current day cult that owns the land. Mm. But that's not the fun part. 
when I was little and my mom would drive me and my sister pretty much anywhere, we would always pass by a huge princess castle. And then in parentheses, it says, look up Heritage USA Castle if you want to see. Do you remember Heritage USA? No. I think it's something from my era. Uh Uh-huh. I'll go on to explain what it is, but I immediately remembered it and knew what it was. And I think I remember seeing commercials for it on network television. So it says, we would always ask when we would get invited to the castle and why we weren't allowed in for tea. Sweet mom usually just said that they would invite us one day, maybe, and didn't really say much else. Eventually, the castle was demolished in 2013, and I really didn't think much about it until the pandemic gave me a lot of time to be bored and do nothing. And one day I decided, what the fuck is up with that cult? Who are they? What do they want? And I shit you not, it was insane. Apparently, what used to be back there was a literal Jesus Christ-themed water park slash theme park owned by a televangelist, what? and it was called Heritage USA. Oh my Doesn't God, that doesn't sound familiar at all, no. At a certain point in time, it was the third largest theme park by attendance, only behind the Disney parks. Wow. Did anyone else know this? And <laughs> so sidebar, yes, I did. <laughs> okay, so... It says, I didn't. I mean, I wasn't alive then, but it feels like information that would transcend into history. Mm, (laughs) I agree. mm, I'm mm. surprised that I think maybe I was the last generation and it was like a 70s, 80s thing. So this massive water park theme park was in operation for a while and was pretty big and successful in all of that. Eventually, the IRS revoked its tax exemption and the owners were embroiled in some classic fucked up televangelist slash religious icon scandal and the park shut down and the land was sold off to several groups, including another cult, Mm. which is the one currently back there. They don't know how to vet people to sell land to in this town, seems like. And also it's like, who would like to occupy this old theme park right but here's the thing i'm thinking as i'm reading this and this is just a guess that it was jim and tammy faye baker's theme park (gasps) so the cult that's currently back there and to some development companies who eventually built my childhood home and then it's a little sideways heart on the same property is the upper room chapel which is an exact recreation of the real upper room where the last supper was held that's still there But the best part is the princess castle from my childhood was also in the information that I read. So it wasn't really in use with the original Heritage USA and the people who bought it next used it as a go-kart slash arcade track. But originally it was supposed to be the world's largest Wendy's. I I could have had the world's largest Wendy's in a princess castle behind my house. Yeah. I would be wolfing down Junior Cheeseburgers Deluxe on the reg. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want more info, I suggest looking it up. <laughs> I got it. I got it right here. You were completely correct about televangelist Jim Baker and his wife, Tammy Faye Baker, being the founders of this okay. place. And I think they got so big in the like the 80s yeah. that it was just like, we're going for it. And here yeah. we come. Like Christian America, we have yeah. our own theme park. So yeah. Crazy crusaders. <laughs> anyway, if you here, I just love that they say if you want more information, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, Thank thanks. <laughs> it says it's kind of crazy and a whole lot more than I remember. The Wendy's really sticks with me though. Oh, yeah. Stay sexy and go down a water slide of holy water, Elizabeth. <laughs> and then it says, P.S. The cult there currently also doesn't maintain the road it owns. 
that's the fastest way to the local high school. So it's really like we still have fucking bumper cars back there. (laughs) (laughs) I would go to that water park, even though it's Christian thing. Who doesn't love a good water park? And it's in your backyard. Yeah. And and also that aside from maybe the music that was playing yeah. or the the vibe of the people working there, yeah. you're still just on a water slide. That's sure. non-denominational, really, when it comes down to it. Well, I mean, Christians have to eat corn dogs too, right? Hey. So like, we're fine. Yes, you can wear a little cross with a T on it. <laughs> Across <laughs> from where? This is called Hello from a Hospice Social Worker. This is my last one. Hi to everyone. Thanks for the kind words you shared recently about hospice workers. Unfortunately, there is a lot of misinformation out there, so it's always good to hear positive reminders that we are a great resource for patients and families at end of life. One of the things I love best about hospice, and I wish was adopted by our medical system in general, not only do we address patients' physical needs, but their spiritual and emotional, and it says, that's me, (laughs) needs as well. So each team has a nurse, chaplain, and social worker involved with the patient's care. Anyway, I wanted to write in about the most memorable death I have witnessed. Eva was a patient in a nursing home with ALS. Sadly, she had been a resident in the nursing home for over 10 years and had no real family involvement. In my nice social work speak, I would describe her as feisty. Hmm. She was unhappy with her situation and often took it out on the faculty staff. The one thing she loved was Elvis. And that's the singer, not my cat. She had posters. What if she was obsessed with my cat? Wouldn't that be kind of... That would be incredible. (laughs) She had posters everywhere, all kinds of memorabilia and tons of CDs. Fast forward to the chaplain and myself being bedside with her as she lay dying, helping her transition to the next part of the journey. I made sure she had Elvis playing during her final moments. And with one huge breath, she died. I went to go find the nurse to pronounce Eva, and she came in a few minutes later and confirmed the absence of her vitals and stated time of death. As she was walking out of the room to notify the doctor and funeral home, Eva took another big breath. (gasps) Yes, she came back from the dead as one last (laughs) F.U. About 10 minutes later, when she died again, for real, at that moment, her Elvis CD stopped playing, and I knew she was gone and had finally met the king on the other side. Whoa. Stay sexy and do not go into the light until you are good and ready, Erin. Mm. <laughs> That's really scary. I know. Wait, so it sounded like she took her big last breath and then like was just quiet for 10 minutes and then did the same thing again. Yeah. Like, not on oh. purpose, but like her vitals were probably so low, they were, you know couldn't pick them up. Okay. <laughs> this is my one of my favorite subject lines ever. Meet cute, less than a three minute read. <laughs> I love when people do that. 2.5 minutes long. Seriously. This is, it's like the best way to sell yourself where it's just like, the yeah. thing is, it's not going to weigh you down. You can right. keep it moving. If with you this hate email. it, you haven't wasted that much time of your life. Yeah. Okay. It says, good day, all. I'm an elder millennial, as evidenced by my Mm. Hotmail email address. (laughs) So I'm going to skip the anxiety-inducing info. Picture it. May 2009. I'm fresh out of the clink. And then parentheses, Mm. it says, drugs are bad and they fuck up your life, kids. Mm. Close parentheses. 
and early in my recovery from a decade-long heroin addiction. I was trying to adult for the first time and be a better mother. Mm -hmm. My child, however, had a different agenda and tested the limits of my better parenting vow. He was a whirling dervish, never rested, hardly slept, and significantly increased my agility while trying to keep up with and catch him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Xander, my son, decided climbing the neighbor's fence was the best of times. Mm -hmm. He couldn't figure out how to actually get over and climb down the other side, so he'd just get up to the top and then scream to be rescued. I'd get him down, and as soon as I wasn't looking, he was right back up there. As I was raised in the 80s by a mother who didn't care how I occupied myself as long as it was outside and who was a firm believer in natural consequences. <laughs> so true. Mm -hmm. I decided to take a page out of her book. I get him to the top of the fence and I just let him hang there. <laughs> I was just thinking that. What would happen? Right. The fence owner, an adorable lesbian who had just come out to cook on her grill, asked if I was going to get him down. <laughs> No, let him be stuck there for, for a few minutes and maybe he'll stop climbing your fence. Well, she picked him up over the fence with my permission and got out the yard toys she kept for her nieces and nephew. Thanks to my rambunctious little guy, she and I just celebrated our 14-year <gasps> anniversary and in October we will be married for six years. Oh my God, I forgot it was a meet cute. It's a meet cute story. Oh my God. But because we were so enthralled with the fact that it was only three minutes long, they buried <laughs> the lead. Okay. This beautiful life is all due to Xander and I will be forever grateful. Though she did tell me years later, she put him in her yard because she was afraid that I would, <laughs> because she was afraid that I would sue if he got hurt. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm still not sure why she decided to take a chance on me. I certainly wasn't a catch at the time, but oh. I'm so glad she did. Oh. Stay sexy and let your children get stranded on fences, question mark. <laughs> Michelle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not see that coming because I forgot about the mute cute. I thought it was going to be some tragedy. Well, and also, I love Michelle's just complete honesty and yes. transparency where it's just like, I just out of jail. I was a heroin addict. Yeah. I'm trying to get my life together. Parenting is fucking hard. Parenting a toddler while yeah. you're doing all of that. Single Ugh. parent. Yeah. Incredible. She Thank you, it. Michelle. You did it, Michelle. You did it. And I mean, just <sighs> great. Thank you. That's what people need to hear. Yeah. It's like, all the challenges people go up against, all the things. And it's like, you got to get through it yeah. and find that grilling lesbian on the other side of your fence that's going <laughs> to scoop you up and right. be there for you. Nothing is insurmountable, including a fence that your toddler's climbing <laughs> Happy <on>. to climb. <laughs> Those were great. That was a great ending. Um, yeah. Send us your stories to my favorite murder at Gmail. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of all of this whatever it is all this slop yeah and stay sexy <laughs> and don't get murdered <laughs> goodbye elvis do you want a cookie this has been an exactly right production our senior producer is alejandra keck our editor is aristotle acevedo this episode was mixed by liana squalachi Email your hometowns to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. And follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and on Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.